Hello, folks. This is your host, Ellie Tascari, welcoming you to Faith Uncensored. Today, you will hear stories of real people who step by faith into the footprints of Jesus. Enjoy the show. Hello, folks, and welcome to a new episode here of Faith Uncensored. I'm here with a very special guest today. Her name is Chloe Evans. But before I'm introducing you to her, please check out our YouTube channel, subscribe, like our episode. We are also on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify. We're also on Pandora. So come and check us out on the major platform. So ladies and gentlemen, here to you, Chloe Evans. Hi, Chloe, and welcome. Hi, hi, hi. Thank you so much for having me. You're Thank welcome. You. We're happy to have you. Yes. And uh, today I invited Chloe because um, she's a... Uh, she is in the field, and uh, I like to have guests that are hands-on the field and um, bringing sal- the salvation of Jesus Christ to those who are lost. And so she is. Um, she has a ministry that is called Cuts for Christ, and she's also a hairstylist. You can tell, right? <laughs> she's very pretty. <laughs> oh, thank you, darling. Thank you so much. So tell us something about yourself. Where do you live? What's your area? Um, so currently right now I reside in Katy, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, me, it's me, my mom, and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in Katy now for about five years in mm-hmm. the Katy area, but totally collectively in Houston about ten years. Okay, okay. Well, mm-hmm. we've, you've been in Houston ten years. You are Houstonian. I'm Houstonian now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have a ministry that is called Cuts for Christ, spelled with a K, K U T S. Why? Um, Cuts for Christ stands for keeping up the salvation for Christ. Mm. And um, a lot of times when people read it, they automatically think haircuts, and I'm like. Yes, that is something that we do, but we're more than just haircuts. Mm -hmm. Um, We're more than just offering haircuts. We also do a lot of outreaches and um, participations with churches, with sex traffic victims, with homeless children, with homeless adults, um, with with foster uh, children. Wherever Mm -hmm. there's a need, we try to become those needs. And I think that is why God was so specific in telling Cuts for Christ to be spelled that particular way. And I understand now because it doesn't put a cap or a limit on it at all. Oh, wow. Amazing. Amazing. And um, for you folks, she volunteers. You offer this for free, right? Yes, yes. Every haircut you um, receive, you get a prayer in exchange. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Every in exchange. So you, so you offer also the prayer, yep. but it's an exchange, you're uh-huh. saying? In an exchange. Like, let us cut your hair. And it's, it's a great commentary, right? Yeah. It's like, think about it. Like, your external is going to look nice, but your mm-hmm. internal is going to be full. So it's a kind of win-win situation all together, though, as well. So it's actually really good. But it's, uh, because you do the exchange, it's like, uh, give me the privilege to cut your hair. Mm-hmm. And give mm-hmm. me the privilege. I, yeah. You know, give me that. And in yep. exchange, I'll offer prayer. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And then be, think about it too. We have a lot of people like, I don't want a haircut. I just want the prayer. Like we oh. get really blown away when people are like, I just want y'all to pray or cover me in prayer. And we're like, okay. You know, we're really intuitive of making sure that the foundation is prayer. So everything that we do is operated in prayer too. So we love that outside. We love making people look nice, but their hearts, they're, they're hungry. Hmm. They're hungry for the will and the word of God. So um, it is our privilege to just be able to do that for them and be there. Wow. So it's really amazing. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. Fantastic. I met her a few weeks ago. I was part of a worship team that was leading the worship in this event, a family fest in uh, Houston in Third Ward. And so they were just cutting hair in the community. And that was a lie. And there were kids, adults, everybody. That's so beautiful. And so my husband came to me with your one of your leaflets, you know, or mm-hmm. I, I don't know, that advertisement. And he was like, oh, you have to go interview this lady. You got to go here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yes, guys, my husband is here. I just do the interviews. Basically, everything is on him. So uh, I'm like, yes. Oh, this is a power duo right here. This is a power duo. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Really. It's amazing. Really. 
He takes care of us, uh, everybody, me, the kids. He's Amen fantastic. to that. Amen. Yeah. And um, it's time to praise man. You know, it's time to say, hey, well done, because with all that's going on with man. And thinking today, we have exalted Omer Simpson. Ooh, you know, we have on. exalted that, that guy. Yep, yep, that's yep. The, the male. Yep. The family, the family, the, the father. Hooray for my husband. <laughs> and all the good husbands, you know. Amen. So, Chloe, there's more to say here. Yes, I know. Because you were, you started talking. So, um... You've been on this, in this, so you've been, how did this start? Tell me the story behind this Cuts for Christ. Okay, so um, Cuts for Christ started in 2016. We recently just made five years in March. Mm. Um, it started at a previous church that we were going to. I was over children's ministry, mm -hmm. um, doing children's ministry that particular day. And we had an arts and craft day. And literally on that day, um, as I was handing out, you know, the construction paper and the markers and everybody was getting ready and everything. And literally right then in that moment, God spoke to me. And he was like, you're going to start a nonprofit. And I was like, okay, God, like, I'm very um, direct. God, I need you to show me in my face. Mm -hmm. Like, let me know what it is that I need to do. So literally, get a construction piece of paper. Literally, cuts for Christ, the wording, how to spell it, K, keeping up the salvation for Christ, like the meaning, the mission, the purpose. I give it to you in that moment. Right there with the little kids. And I'm like bawling at this point because I'm like, I feel God's presence so strong. In that particular moment, the little kids are like touching my back like, Chloe, are you okay? I'm like, but God is right here. And it's just like <laughs> I was so blown away. Because I'm like, Lord, I just need the confirmation to know that this is what you called me to do. And he was like, well, you already been doing hair your whole life. You already been praying and doing what you're needing to do. So you're going to do mm -hmm. both for me and glorifying my name and my kingdom. And I said, okay, God, because I know I can do those two things well. Mm. I can do those two things very <laughs> well for him. So I said, okay, God. Mm -hmm. And literally that weekend I went and got a graphic designer. And I'm like, look, I, it was a construction piece of paper. It was really basic. And I'm like, I need a logo. And this has been the logo that I have on right here now. And literally, we took off that weekend and haven't stopped since. Really? So yeah. fast. So fast. So fast. So fast. But sometimes things, they look fast, but there is something behind that goes mm. on behind yes, and, yes, yes, you know, yes, behind yes. the scenes in time. Yes. Sometimes people, they, are, they look at a ministry, oh, how did they make it in? How? How? Three days, but it's not those it's not a week, it's not a month, it's years behind yes, yes, that the yes, Lord yes. has been working on your heart and, yes. you know, sharpening. I'm thinking about yes. sharpening. Yes, character building, stripping away, <clears throat> pruning. And I think uh, mm. that was a great point that you made because a lot of people see it as like, oh, wow, they're here. They don't know the process. They, they, they see the beginning, they see the now, but they don't see the middle mm -hmm. portion of like the stripping, the heartaches, the days that you feel like you want to throw in the tile or the yeah. days that you question like, God, are you really asking me to do this? It, am I really qualified? Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, yes, you have your, your, I mean, you have your moments of like highs of like, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. But the enemy is, he never has any days off. Yeah. No days off. He is constantly always in attack and always. So like I'm constantly speaking Ephesians six mm -hmm. over myself and making sure that I'm covering with the full armor of God because it's 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 vivid and it is pivotal of knowing that I have to fulfill the mission that God has called me to do regardless mm -hmm. on how I feel like it's really not about me. Yeah. And that is something that God did at the very beginning. He stripped me from me, took me out of the picture and was like, do what I asked you to do for my people. So it is a mission to not only, yes, it's cut hair to give an open door, but it's about the salvation of the lives of the people. Yeah. And that is the goal. Yeah, because that's what you're going to bring to heaven when you present Amen. yourself yep. before yep. the Lord. What, are you, what else are you going to bring? Haircuts? <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very beautiful. You do this for a living, too. You know, you have a, a salon. What, you were mentioning that you have a salon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do that um, full time. That is my full time mm -hmm. um, 
I'll say that's still ministry as well. That is my full-time ministry as well. Yeah. You know, still pouring in and um, doing that. Literally with Cuss for Christ, it's mainly haircuts. But with me being a professional a professional hairstylist and mm-hmm. a cosmetology instructor, um, I literally do all services. Okay. So color extensions, highlights, braids, all of those things. I found haircuts. a friend. <laughs> oh, yes, I got you, girl. But I do all of those things, and I love what I do, though. Mm-hmm. I've always had a passion. I've been doing hair since I was 12. Really? I've always had a desire to make people look nice. The start, the beginning, and the ending process, I've always loved that. So literally those two things collide right perfectly together because I enjoy making people look nice. Like, I enjoy it 100%. Oh, wow. But yes, ma'am. Wow. So I'm, like, impressed. I'm impressed. So you are the typical business that is invading the marketplace, the, the Christian business that is invading the marketplace. And also you don't make any difference between your business you don't call it secular. This is what I'm saying. It's not a secular mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. because when we are in Christ, it's all or nothing, you know? Amen. That's it's all right. or nothing. It's just the, the same thing. It's just, of course, I mean, you do right to charge. You got to pay our bills. And like um, the Apostle Paul was building tents. Was. You were doing the same thing to support yourself in ministry. This is fantastic. And um, uh, I don't know if you have ever heard the teaching of the conquering the seven mountains of the society. But basically, um, the teaching of um, Lance Wall now, I think he, he's t- he teaches about this. But basically, where the church is invading the secular. Amen. Because that is the right. church is not the four walls, but mm-hmm. we are, it's a group of people. Yep. They said people are bringing the government of Jesus into the world. Amen. And where two or three are, get, are gathered together, mm-hmm. there That's is the right. Spirit of God. That's, That's a, right. Jesus is in, in the place that's right so I, I love this i love this it makes all sense to me just to also to encourage other people to do the same you know because uh, that's right i have a friend i have a friend i'm not going to say her name but <laughs> but she had issues at work with an with a co-worker that was mean to her wow can i relate but she was so she brought such a good testimony to this co-worker that now this co-worker goes to church with her wow and she has received Jesus for the good testimony that this person, she brought the kingdom of God into this work, working place wow. where there was none. Now it was her in the beginning. Now there are two people praying. Come on, that's good. And I really, I really love that because I like to look at it as kingdom business because that's literally what it is. Yes. This is kingdom business that we're doing on the will of God. And I can understand her 100% because in the pruning Mm-hmm. of God um, when he was doing. I used to work in corporate America. And um, in working in that, I was in management, uh, managing a privately owned distribution of hair care line and mm-hmm. hair care products to salons. And like literally learning how to lead people in that really had, God really had to do a breaking in me of knowing how to deal with different personalities that don't know the will of God, that are not believers, but you are. So leading mm-hmm. by being the Christ that they need to see that they haven't seen before. That yeah. was challenging. Wow. You know, definitely going in with a mindset like, I can save you, I can save you. God was like, no, uh-huh. you can't. It's going to take layers. It's going to take time. It actually went through, a, it was actually a four-year process to get them to a place. And then I felt like once I got them to a place, the enemy kind of tore it all apart. Mm-hmm. And then that was in the brokenness, too, of like the enemy was so upset that I was introducing them to the will of God, um, mm. getting them into the scriptures, um, helping them understand the Bible. Like the enemy wasn't happy about that. Definitely think about like the assignment that we have in corporate America, right? Because they already don't want you to talk about the Bible. They don't want you to talk about politics. But I was exposed to so much Mm -hmm. in my work environment, but the will of God. So I knew at that moment what my assignment was while I was there. Like I have to shine light on Christ because I'm it's so much influence of all negativity that Mm -hmm. I have to be the voice 
of God here. And I remember I used to get called like, oh, this is my super saved friend, or she's super, super, super. But when it was time to pray, they were going through it, or mm-hmm. a family member was going through, Chloe, I need you to pray I for me. I need you to pray. I need you to come and be here uh, for mm-hmm. me and my family and my loved ones. They respected me enough to a point that they needed to see if I was going to be consistent. It's literally consistency that people want to see. They don't care what you say. They care about how you do and how yeah. you are. Yeah. And I remember people played around with it so much. I'm like, man, I'm getting tired of calling super saved or super this. But after a while. Yeah, they called you super saved. They, oh, I mean, I've been called every little name under the book. But it's okay, though. Yeah. Because now they know they're like, okay, I know this is a woman of integrity in the will of God. Yes. Like they couldn't break me. Mm-hmm. Even though they didn't see me, I'm like, I'm tired of that. But I'm like, God, I have to stand for you or fall for yeah. anything. Like, I have to be obedient and knowing, like, God, your will and with your will alone, with your trust alone, Lord, I can provide and you can provide for me. So that's mm. what I anchored and held on to for sure. Wow. It's your testimony. You show consistency and you show people, you know, I, I'm a real deal here. Yeah. I'm not just a Sunday, a Sunday morning Christian. I am a person that's going to stand for you so you can count on me. Amen. And that's all. Yeah, that's beautiful. And this is how the world is going to receive Jesus through the wow. word of our testimony. Yep. 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 You know, yep. they're going to receive Jesus. They're going to be open to Jesus because they see it, seek Jesus through us. Amen. And so they're ready to receive him. Oh, I, I, I love so, this. This is so encouraging because just like you just said a minute ago, like we are the pillars. Mm-hmm. Think about how many people have the idea or the desire or the passion to be a hairstylist, right? Mm-hmm. Or to even start a, start a podcast or, or do something similar. I think being that the platform of showing that it is okay because it is so secularized with everything. <laughs> Everybody is so full of just the worldly that they don't see godly in anything. And people thought I was crazy, but I'm like, literally, I want an environment that is Christ-based that mm-hmm. they can still get the same services as yeah. going into a salon. Like prior yeah. to even having my own, like working in salons, I literally was in a toxic environment cussing, hollering, all of this. And literally, I used to just go in my cubicle with my client, pray with them, tune out all of the noise, the secular music. Uh And I used to just pray, cover them, do their hair, and I used to leave. And I'm like, Lord, when I get the opportunity to Mm. create an atmosphere, that's what I'm going to do. And it's at our own rules, right? Like, that's the blessing of it. You don't have anybody critiquing you. You don't have anybody trying to stop you. You can actually create your own environment and allow what you want to be displayed to be there. And my clients love it. I literally had, I literally get new clients by them looking and searching me on Style Seed or searching my Instagram page by the fact that, oh, you're a Christian and you have a Christian environment. I've gained three new clients. They were like, the fact that your environment is Christ-like and you pray and you worship, I want to come to you just for the peace of it all. Like, I don't want to go to a regular salon. I just want to come for the peace of knowing that Christ is there. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know at the moment how needed it is for so many people. Wow. But people want that. They need the kingdom of God. Exactly. And it's like having that, I'm like, okay, God, I was being obedient to you, but I just realized how much of a necessity and a need it has been. Definitely with COVID of all last year, people feeling isolated, people feeling oh and dealing goodness. with abandonment and anxiety. Anxiety is at its mm-hmm. highest level right now. And people want that and need that and, and desire mm. to, to have that connection, but let alone having that connection with Christ. So it's a blessing to be able to be a vessel and be able to be used that way. So it's in the moment of Christ, the church is called to respond. Amen. That's right. And we shouldn't hesitate and we shouldn't wonder, is this the right opportunity? Is this the mm-hmm. right moment? It yep. is. Yep. In season, out of, out of season. The Apostle That's Paul right. says, preach the gospel in season and That's out right. of season. When yep. the, there is an opportunity yep. and when there is not an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. start I don't know. You can pray. There is always an opportunity, always an opportunity to witness and to tell people about Jesus, to pray for them. 
And if they say no, well, at least they chose it. Amen. And you they, don't have it on your hands. That and you, you don't have do it on it. your hands. That's exactly. how I look at it too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you you yeah. You have to you have to give them a chance. Amen. You have to give them a chance. And may, they may say no to you today, but they may say yes to somebody else. And you know, planted a seed. The you seed. Planted, exactly. You're not responsible for the growth of the seed. Amen. That's right. But I have a friend who received Jesus and a letter to Jesus, but somebody preached the gospel to her 12 years before. Wow. So I have nothing to brag about, Maybe you know. Divine timing, though. But but the Lord provided salvation for her and yep. for everybody, actually. Yep. Um, can I ask you something about your family? Yeah, yeah. So were you born in a Christian family? To be quite honest, no. I was born and raised in Galveston um, with my mom and dad. It was about a 40-year difference in age. You, so okay, your parents? My parents, yeah. Oh, my wow. dad, my dad currently now, he's 89, and my mama, she's going on 57. Oh, wow. And it was a huge age gap between my parents. I have three stepsisters. Well, they're still my sisters. One passed away. And then it's me and my two brothers. So it's a combination of all these kids. Um, but no, not really. The only person that I feel that really kind of introduced me to the will of God was my oldest sister that passed away. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't grow up in the church. Mm-hmm. At all, my I knew who God was, but I wasn't trying to make him my father. I knew to pray, <laughs> but it wasn't like, oh, God, yes, um, you are here. It wasn't until God wrecked me to the ground is when I finally realized that my eyes were open, the veils were gone, that, yes, God, okay, I see you. Hmm. And literally, I know many people can say that, but I know that I'm not supposed to be here. And all that God has set me free from, what he has healed me, what he has protected me from, I'm a living testament. I know I'm supposed to be gone. Well, tell me something about that. Oh, man. I remember even giving, like, my salvation, my salvation uh, to Christ. I remember, um, well, let's, I'll go back a little bit. With the age gap with my mom and my dad, you know, not really having a father there. He was present, but he wasn't a father. Mm-hmm. So having that disconnect, not really having a father figure there, like, I looked for the wrong men. I, I, I wanted that security. I wanted that protection. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone to, to, to cover me. And that's something that I desired. Mm-hmm. Didn't have, didn't grow up with a hard life, but it was a life that I feel like, man, I really desire that male role model in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, so growing up, finding the wrong men, going out, partying, drinking, clubbing, doing all those things. I remember, and like it was yesterday, I remember, and, and people, people are like pretty shocked about my testimony, but it really happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it trickled and it affected me, my mom, and my brother completely different. Because when we, before we all got saved, the first person that got saved was actually my younger brother. Mm. And my brother, he's a gamer. So he literally plays, the, he played the Xbox, he played the PlayStation, and literally my brother got saved over playing his Xbox from a missionary that uh-huh. a guy loved video games and started building groups of men, discipling them up and inviting them to play the games and preaching the gospel as they were playing. God was going to find you and where God, you, exactly and, where exactly you're at. Exactly where you're at. And literally it oh. blew my mind because my brother came to us. He was like, I just gave my life to Christ. And at that moment, I wasn't really walking with the Lord yet, but I was like, Wow. How come? You know, in that moment, we were still like when we when we first moved to Houston, we were still trying to find our place. I was still finding my place. I was still trying to find I was hanging around the wrong people, tempting into the world with the wrong things. And I was really just trying to find my place. And then shortly after my brother gave his life to Christ, it was an incident where me and two young ladies, um, two of my previous friends, um, it was one of their birthdays. And we went out like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, like drinking, smoking, just everything, just like living our best life, right? Mm -hmm. That Sunday morning, one of the friends was like, hey, you want to go to church? 
And I'm like, okay. Okay. Let's, let's go. Conclude the weekend. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's go. You know, I didn't have a church home. My family, mm-hmm. we didn't have a church home. And she was like, I know about these youth pastors um, that started up a church in the elementary school. Let's go there. Now, mind you, this was, I knew that this was going to be my breaking point because literally from her house to the church was like five minutes. It took us an hour to try to find that church. And she was wow. about to throw in the towel. She was like, Chloe, I'm tired of driving. I'm tired of driving. I'm going to try one more street. And when she turned the street, it was just like the church appeared. Boom. <laughs> Biggest day. Boom. Right. Wow. We get to the church. Yeah. Right. We get to the church. I'll never forget. Thank you so much, Albert. I love him to death. He was greeting at the door. He walked us to the very front of the church and set us down. So I'm like sitting there, still probably hung over, to be quite honest with you. Sitting there. Um, it was a guest pastor there by the name of Lee Grady. Um, he was there preaching about his Mordecai project of helping those in his nation and helping to build teams and everything. And literally all of a sudden, he just like comes right in front of me during the service. It's like, stop his sermon. And he was like, God has a purpose for your life. Wow. So at this point, I'm looking around because like everybody's like looking at me. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm trying to comprehend. And he goes back to teaching. Then he comes back a second time. So then at that moment, God has my attention because I'm like at this moment, I'm like, I'm receiving what he is saying. And he's like speaking life into me. And I feel like in my mind, I'm going against what he's saying because the enemy is not really wanting me to receive it. Mm -hmm. But at that moment, I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. So I'm like, I'm not drinking. I'm not smoking. I'm not doing anything anymore. Like (laughs) literally threw it away, cold turkey, bye. I don't ever want to touch it again, ever. My goodness. Freedom. Freedom right then in that moment. And then after that service, he came. He was like, I've never done that before, but I just see God has something so great for you to do in his kingdom. He wants you to turn from your old ways. He wants you to seek him wholeheartedly. And I'm like, okay. And at that moment, it was another young lady there that was like, hey, I'm having a, um, I'm going to actually have a retreat this weekend over the Esther. It was an Esther retreat. Mm -hmm. They did a whole play and I would like you and your friend to come. Now, I can't speak on my friends and kind of, but I knew what I felt at that Mm -hmm. very moment. Something changed in my life. Something shifted in my life. And that Saturday, that following Saturday when I went, um, they did their whole skit. They did the whole play. And at the end, they did an art to call. I'll never forget. I believe it was a lady by the name of Don. And they were like, if anybody is ready to give their life to Christ, come up, um, um, get, get ready to give yourself to the Lord and everything. And I'm like, okay, because I feel at that point I did everything that I could possibly do worldly, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, let me see what this is like. I, I don't have anything to lose. I literally in that moment, no. I was like, I don't have anything to lose. I jumped up and ran up there. Wow. And she looked at me and she was like, Chloe, she was like, are you ready to truly encounter the will of God and encounter Christ? And I'm like, yes. Literally, she touched me on my shoulder, wiped my shoulder. I was down for three hours crying and I ain't never turned back ever again and been following Christ ever since. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Encounter the will of God. You use this to kind of, uh, I encountered the will of God. Instead of saying, I gave my life to Jesus, you said, I, I encountered the will of God. I, Literally. Yeah. In that moment, I encountered him, embraced him, grabbed him, and he grabbed back. Wow. And haven't let go. May have moments when I backslided, may have moments where mm-hmm. I, I fell short, but the fact that that's one of the reasons I love Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. Literally, your grace is sufficient, God. Literally. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I live on that. I love, Apostle Paul is my favorite i would love to meet him guy oh lord Uh, oh i love him so much but it's like his grace is truly sufficient Mm -hmm. and that is my constant reminder to be like lord we're not perfect by no means we're imperfect beings Uh the only perfect being is jesus and that's who we are following to be like and it's like i just constantly remind myself of that but it is by his grace that i am still here and still standing Mm -hmm. wow by his grace that's amazing that's amazing 
Yeah. yeah. And so what do you say if somebody, you said you had some setbacks, you fell. What, what did you, did you encounter the love of God? What happened? Somebody condemned you? Was that like uh, people, you know, sometimes the church can be rough. <laughs> yes, yes, love yes, the yes. We love the church, but honey, I, and that's the thing. I think early on while God was in the pruning process of me, that's where I really truly encountered his will and his will alone personal relationship not religion mm -hmm. because you know people see religion following a checklist if you do not have a personal relationship with christ like you can't really define my relationship by no means so when i was in my previous church i felt like it was a lot of church hurt at that particular church mm -hmm. i seen people completely turn their backs from christ altogether from the hurt of the church yeah and the pastors in the leadership of being um, idolizing man It was yeah. more of an idolizing man thing. And me, God has making me, you know, made me extremely outspoken. You know, I want to challenge. Yeah. Because I know what the Holy Spirit shows me. Mm -hmm. And I think that used to ruffle feathers. They used to be like, well, how do you know? Because God spoke to me the way he spoke to you. We all have access. Mm -hmm. It's just that your calling is different than mine. But that does not mean that I Preach cannot. It. I'm just saying Preach I cannot it. have the same access. And mm -hmm. I think that offended <laughs> yeah. my previous pastor but I literally my heart goes out to those mm -hmm. that just turned their backs from Christ yeah. due to the hurt the of the offense. church yeah. and I think that's what has held me that has kept the glue for me is relationship yeah. like I know to get on my face I know to get to God I know the word of God so even though regardless on whatever the mayhap is around me that is going on mm -hmm. I know relationship yeah. I know what that is like and that is what's scary because man Man is going to fail you no All matter what, you know, it's, yep. it's not, there's an, it's an impossible. Yep. It's impossible to find this perfect church, especially leaders are held to a higher standard. Ooh, yes. But mm -hmm. I mean, we all fall. We, we all do. fall. We do. And so what keeps us afloat is the relationship with God, yes, the, the relationship, relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Otherwise we are, yeah. Nothing. If, yeah. But I've been there, you know. That's why I know I know what you, you're talking about, especially when you're younger in the faith. Oh, gosh, it's so and, painful. Um, but, but God has a, a very special grace for those little babies of him, you know, mm. for these little lambs. You know, he mm -hmm. has such a grace and such a, such a love and compassion, you know, even. And, uh, and God is so merciful, you know, to not to. It, our sins have been completely wiped away wiped Amen. out of Thank the equation you, they're not in the equation mm -hmm. when you sin as you are sinning puff it's gone Thank you, Jesus, it's for God, that. Because the blood of Jesus is so powerful. Thank you for the, the blood. The blood of Jesus, I'm thinking like, when something, something touches lava, mm. it goes, psh, gone already. Gone. You know, it's so powerful that the, the fire is so hot. Yep. And our sins, yep. you know, have been completely absorbed. I don't want to say absorbed, but it completely wiped away by the blood of Jesus that is so powerful. Mm -hmm. So when we sin, yep. we can get up. Again. And there's no condemnation for condemnation. those who are in Christ. That is right. There's no condemnation. So talking to somebody who's listening today, if you've been um, sinning, and even if your sins are very nasty, you know, yeah, tell it, tell because it. sometimes yep. our, some sins, sins can look more uglier than other, than okay, than in our eyes. Yep. But yep. the Lord has wiped them away, the sins mm -hmm. of the world completely. That is so good. The sins of the world, not the That's sins so of good. the Christians. God has, is the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. So it's completely Amen. gone. It's That's completely so gone to whomever receives Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Whomever yes, receives yes. Jesus. That's, that's so good. That's, um, we have access to this grace and mercy. Yes, and I love that you just said that we have the access. That's another attempt mm -hmm. in a lot of the enemy of isolation of making people feel like they don't have access mm -hmm. because they feel like their sin is so great or their sin is so outrageous that it's just kind of like they're mm -hmm. defaulted. 
they're no good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, no, in the midst of that, Jesus Christ died on the cross for that. And just remembering. And one of the things I stand on right now as a believer, as a woman of God, is the accountability of knowing that God did not call us to do life alone. Mm. Even somebody helped Jesus carry his cross. Okay, okay. Let's talk about that. That's okay, well, let's, yeah, let's go. 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 I think it's in Hebrews, maybe 11 or 12. I don't remember exactly the chapter, but it says that these people all uh, are welcomed from afar. Yep. They, because... Because they were supposed to be with us. The, the, full, the full salvation of Christ yep. was supposed to be received together with us. So yep. Abraham welcomed the promise from, of God from afar. He sure did. Because, he, because we weren't born yet. Yep, yep. And, um, and we are supposed to have this life together as a community. As a community. So, you know, if you're not, don't go to church, find a church, you know. Yep. If you, don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. And don't let COVID and all this, um, well, we're in Texas here. We don't have a lot of restrictions. Yeah. But I know that in other states, there's, or even in Canada, they're still struggling with the restriction, COVID restrictions. Don't be alone. Don't stay alone. Don't isolate Amen. yourself. Don't Amen. isolate. Do whatever you need to do to stay with a community of people because we are not meant to be alone. We're not meant to stay by ourselves. Not at all. And I just say, too, um, definitely, because um, I serve in my church. I serve. I go to Hope City. Um I'm the person coordinator there and, um, mm. you know, praying for people during the whole time. And I want to speak on this because I, I don't know who this is for, but isolation is very dangerous. Mm. It is a very dangerous um, place. It's a dangerous um, template for the enemy to use to bring more havoc to a situation or individual. For prime example, for myself, right, last year I had COVID. My whole mm. family actually had COVID. I got COVID last year in June, like right after my birthday. And that was like when COVID first got really, really big and nobody knew. We didn't have no vaccine, nothing yeah, at all. Yeah, it was yeah. just existing, right? I tested positive four times. I was in isolation for two months straight in my room. My when goodness. I tell you that was one of the lowest places that I felt that I can fade. And the only thing by God's grace was serving, serving virtually online, that and worshiping, those two things that kept me sane. But I felt like my sanity was taunted because the enemy tried to keep on. And every negative test, I just felt like my faith was tested every single test. And I think like that fourth test, my, my poor friend, I love her to death, she, she FaceTimed me and she was like, Chloe, you're not defeated. Mm. But I felt defeated that fourth test. And it's just kind of like I knew that for a fact that that was the lie of the enemy. You know, he had no victory. You know, me and my mom both had COVID at the same time. Mm. I was just praying for her healing, though, because I'm like, Lord, heal my mama first before, you know, me. I'm like, I need her whole, you know, mm -hmm. with her age. I'm like, I want her to be still. I want her to be whole. But in that time, like I felt alone, you know, even though knowing that Christ was there, I felt alone. And that was one of the things of community that mm -hmm. I feel like is so vital because now that people are stepping back into the realm of being connected, people want to embrace, they want to high five, they want to hug, they want to be amongst somebody yes. because that isolation is dangerous. Yes. Think about now, anxiety is at its highest level. I talked about that earlier. It's the highest level. When we get prayer requests, that's the first thing on there. They talk about everything else, but anxiety is the first thing that I they heard, speak on. I have some friends. That I'm, are... I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with loneliness and abandonment. Like all these things erupt mm. from isolation. Right then, the enemy started reminding you of your childhood, of your abandonment, of not having a mother or father. Starts telling you about your childhood traumas. It it erupted so much things because now people are getting set free from things that they didn't even know wow. that they needed to be set free due to exposed. isolation. Exposed. exposed. Everything is being exposed now wow. due to that isolation. So yes, being isolated is one, but changing the way you think about it, like God can really do some healing. 
Because yeah. he did healing in me during that time with, with generational things. Like I tell people all the time, we are the generation to break generational curses. Because now we're more outspoken. We're able to identify. We're able to discern more. Mm -hmm. Like even in my family, like I know for a fact, me and my brother and my mom are literally the only ones that are really intuitive with the will and the word of God. So I know for a fact I'm carrying legions of generational things from both sides of my family that didn't have the courage to get through it. So not only am I fighting my fight, but I'm fighting for my previous family members that Amen. didn't have the will to get through Hallelujah. it. Let me add something. The Lord is the Lord of time. Come on. That's you know, right. he can, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, I don't believe in time machines, but I, I believe that the Lord that created time is yep. able to do whatever. Yes, You he know, is. anything he's able to, and you're doing good to step by faith for, for the previous generations or... Amen. And just as you were talking about time, I think we're in such a generation that time is of the essence. Mm -hmm. If you're not married by this time, if you don't have kids, if you don't have the success or mm -hmm. the finances, like you missed your mark. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never been one to live in that time. I'm like, I really, truly believe in God's perfect timing. Because mm -hmm. as you said, it, his time is indefinite. It, yeah. We don't have. Yeah. Because just like if God equipped it and unified it to be together, you won't notify the time. Mm -hmm. It'll feel like it's been forever. Just like in my friendships, like meeting somebody right away that I've prayed for, right? If you've prayed for something and God gives that prayer to you and you've been praying for something for a few years and he gives it to you, like literally my best friend, people like, how long have y'all known each other? We've been knowing each other two and a half years. People like, y'all look like y'all been friends for 20 years. Mm -hmm. We know each other well, very, very much so well. But that took time. That took time of 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 getting to know an individual, but that mm -hmm. right there just reminded me of God's promises. Like when you're prom when you pray and you are believing the prayers that you are praying and he blesses it with you, mm -hmm. time is of the essence, as you said, and he will restore lost time. Like you just said. So yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. Amen. Amen. That's true. I ah, love it. I love it. Um, let me see. I wrote something about anxiety. I'm taking notes, but now I have to go back and remember why did I, I wrote down anxiety? Well, first of all, I've heard a lot of people suffering from anxiety recently. Most a lot definitely. of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's a result of the post-COVID. It's uh, people being in isolation. Now they're going out or lack of jobs or I yep. don't know what it is. Well, there is a lot of unemployment, but there, is a, there are also a lot of employers that are looking. So there is a lot of, lot of that. And there is a lot of anxiety. A lot, a lot, a, a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I just think, too, like... I just think it's it's not strange, but it's not coincidence either due to the fact that COVID happened and then now we're in this year trying to regroup, trying to get some normalcy in place, mm -hmm. and then boom, everybody is struggling with anxiety, everybody's on medication, everybody is just tuning in to find a fix mm -hmm. so they can get away and run away from the anxiety or the loneliness or the depression. And for me, I'm one, I like to face things head on. That ain't everybody's portion. But me, <laughs> I like to identify it right away uh -huh, so uh -huh. I don't linger in it too long because yeah. it's easy to get it and stay in it and get comfortable with it, get a yeah. blanket with it, you know, stay yeah. one with it, yeah. become one with it. And I'm not one to try you to do that. don't cuddle it, right? Yeah, I don't try to crack the cradle too mm -hmm, much with mm -hmm. it. I'm like, if I feel any antsiness of feeling uh, anxiety or depression, I'm like, uh -uh, let me call my spiritual friends. Let me call uh -huh. my spiritual mentors. And this goes back to the accountability of not doing life alone, right? Yeah. Because think about it. Yeah. I, I used to be one to try to carry the world myself. Mm -hmm. I can deal with my own problems. I can handle my own problems. I can, I can do all this. And God was real quickly, no, no, you cannot. Because when I'm weak, who's holding me? 
If I'm pouring out, pouring out, why is my cup not being filled back into? Why is mm-hmm. my cup not running over? You know, so I had to get to a place of knowing that it is okay to receive help. It is okay to receive prayers from others and, mm-hmm. and support and love from others. It is okay yeah. to be in that place. And now that I can say that I've received it mm-hmm. and I have it now, I don't ever want to let it go. Let it go by no means. I, it is it's a blessing. It's okay to be in need and seek for help. Exactly. It's okay. It's okay. It's not just a girl thing, guys. Yeah. You know, it's not just uh, yep. women. Yeah. You know, of course, you don't want to share your problems with the whole world. You know, be be aware. Yep. You know, that's uh, some people that yep. are not nice. Yeah. But yep. but you know, find some friends. Right. Find find the people. Find your crew. crew you know. Yeah. And yep. okay, now I remember what I wanted to say about <laughs> the anxiety. I wanted to say that Jesus. The crown of thorns that he wore it was Ooh. for a mental disease, Jesus. for mental illness, for depression, so for ADHD, ADD. Oh, so good. Help me out. I don't know all these uh, OCD, mm-hmm. um, Asperger, uh, autism, yeah. uh, anxiety, depression. Um, yeah. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus took the crown of thorns. Jesus. So you would, wouldn't have to go through it. Wow. So sometimes I hear some things are demonic. Some things are diseases. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's a demon. I don't care if it's a disease. Every knee shall bow. Yep. Every knee shall bow. Yep. It's the name of Jesus is more powerful yep. than diseases, yes, than, than demons, than anything. Yep. Even a child, a two-year-old child has more authority than a demon. Come on. Yes, it does. And the crown of thorns was for our mental, for all these mental issues. And don't, don't accept that autism is a disease. Don't accept that. Yep. Pray for your children. Pray for them. Sometimes Amen. I hear one child get, get autism and then the next one. Yep. And it's a disease. It's, we don't know why. A generation. Come on. I know why. Call it out for what it is. <sighs> Expose broken. it. Expose the yep. devil. Expose, Expose him. My yep. goodness. Expose him. So there's no, nothing that Jesus, the blood of Jesus is not powerful enough to do. There's nothing. Literally nothing. No, go ahead. No, just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, being able to identify it. But that's the thing. A lot of people don't operate in discernment. Or have the ideal gift of discerning what a situation is. Because mm-hmm. think about it. People be like, oh, you know, uh, you have a stuttering issue or something like that. Yeah. Like, right? They, they're just like, oh, that's an issue. They're quick to diagnose it yeah. without seeing the spiritual eyes behind it. Like, yeah. And a lot of times, we're, we're always fighting the spiritual warfare. That's what Paul talks about. Apostle Paul talks about it's a spiritual warfare. Everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. When you really want to think about it, everything is spiritual. So if you're not operating in the spiritual eye, mm-hmm. you will see everything in the worldly eye. And that's what creates anxiety and depression because you're not identifying or knowing how to go about moving and maneuvering in that. So that's one of my constant prayers. I'm like, Lord, greater discernment, greater understanding, being able to see and know how to identify so you can know exactly how to attack it. Hmm. And I think that's the lack in the body of Christ. That That's why so much division because people are not seeing the spiritual yes. portion behind this division in the world. It's not no okay, coincidence. Right? You, you know what I'm saying? It's not yes. by coincidence that it's been division. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a spirit. It's, it's, it's warfare. Mm-hmm. It's against, against good and evil. It is there. But if you see in the spiritual and knowing that that, that this war is going on, you will know how to pray, particularly for those areas. Yes. Because, you know, people run out, I don't know what to pray about anymore. Really? Really? As much <laughs> stuff as we got going on, you don't yeah. know how to pray you don't know how to about pray. certain, it's a million things to I pray mean, about. Just open your Facebook, your Instagram, open some. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is also the spiritual reality. Yep. The spiritual reality is more real. Yes, it's more it is. real than this that we can touch on the Amen. table. It's That's more right. real. Yep. That because right. God started 
through the spirit. He created in the beginning, he created heaven and earth. But he started from a spiritual mm. perspective. Yep. It didn't start from anything material and real, real. Understand me. Real mean something that we can touch and we can perceive with our five senses. Mm-hmm. So everything is spiritual. Everything yep. starts in the spiritual and manifest yep. in, the, in this reality. Let's say we are the matrix now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a secular prophetic uh, movie. So we need to be in the spiritual. We need to be spiritual men and spiritual women. Yeah. And if you want to get stronger in your spiritual man and a spiritual woman, speak in tongues. Seek Ooh, for yes. the Holy Spirit, the baptism mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit that, that is manifested is also by speaking in tongues. And your, your spiritual man, your spiritual woman will become stronger and stronger. This Amen. is how you do. Uh, you go to the gym with your yep. spirit. You know? muscle. <laughs> the muscles. You're you know? building a muscle. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're building a muscle. So, yeah, yeah. See, well, you know, we went, went rogue. <laughs> and I like it. And so, so Cuts for Christ, Chloe Evans. So um, when you, have you seen miracles happening? Because uh, you, you mentioned that you cut hair for um, ho- the homeless. Uh, you were cutting hair for children in foster care, people that are in need. When you pray for them, what happens? Do you have any testimony of people receiving Jesus, of people having an encounter. Man, I'll even go to the very first blessed miracle that took in place when we first started. This was just all confirmation. I remember we were doing an outreach, and uh, they had a gentleman come up. You know, he was kind of weary. He was like, and this is another thing before I even get into the story. Don't judge a person on their homelessness because you don't know what they've been through to get to that particular place. Mm, Because people see somebody homeless on the street, they think, oh, they're a drug addict. They're addicted to this, this, and this. This particular man lost his wife, um, cleaned out their bank account with all of the medical bills, and he became homeless and didn't have the opportunity to recover. So he was looking for assistance. And we were just talking to him, you know, as we were cutting his hair, getting his life story. And you can just tell that he was at a place of comfort. And that's another thing that we definitely strive to. As we enter into God's presence, I don't care if we're in the street, underneath a tent. I don't care where we are. We make sure we usher in God's presence. So when people step in, they're stepping into sanctuary. They're stepping at an altar of place of peace. So as he was sharing his story, you know, at the very end, he was like, listen, he, he had hope, but you can tell that his hope needed a little bit more confirmation to go alongside with it, someone to stand mm-hmm. in a gap with him. He was like, I did a um, a job application at Jack in the Box in Taco Cabana. I need to make some money. I, I need a job. I need a job. So me and my mom, we begin to pray, speak life into him, stand in the gap with him, that God will do exceedingly and above all else in his life. We went back that following week. He came back. He was all smiling, all happy. And, and you know, I'm like, come, 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 share, share, share. And he was like, I got the job. Wow. So we're like, oh, my God, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. He was like, I got boat jobs. Oh, wow, I can I got choose boat now. Jobs. I, I have boat jobs, and then they offered me more than what I would be able to receive that oh. I didn't expect to have. And he was like, my faith, God heard my prayers. He heard me. He looked at clean. He was alive again. It was no longer dead bones, but his bones were alive. He was alive in the spirit of God. Wow. And at that moment, I'm like, okay, God, I see why you have called me to do this why you have called me not only to to speak life but be life mm-hmm. in somebody else's situation and story and just like countless even even some of the women that we've dealt with with sex traffic that has been you know they normally have a few of those programs they have like a 90 day um program mm-hmm. that they complete the whole 90 days they get like a full makeover they get jobs they get you know full blown makeovers opportunities to progress in life mm-hmm. that that never that's been snatched from them yes. and uh that's, I love doing those opportunities, too, because, you know, they get to get the works. 
Yeah. You know, they get the color, the cut, they get the full blown uh-huh, makeovers uh-huh, uh-huh. to be seen in a different light. Like wow. they're made whole. You know how you're baptized, raised up in the Holy Spirit? Like they're clean, they're made new. So they will uh-huh. no longer resonate with their resign with their old self, but mm-hmm. they will see themselves new and whole in the pure beauty that God has given them. So just seeing the testaments of people starting their lives, getting their children back, being reconnected with their loved ones and their family off of a post. Um, off of a video oh I know him we've been searching we didn't know that like hearing those kind of stories it's beyond us it's bigger than us and if the fact that we can present the gospel this way Mm -hmm. because it's a million ways to present the gospel to people God just chose it to be this way for us if we're able to do that in this way and touch souls and touch people that's enough for me Wow. I need a salvation from people is enough for me. Yeah. To see them smile, to see their spirits enlightened is enough yes. for me. That's beautiful. It's amazing, amazing what you're doing. How many people volunteers? So um, depending on outreaches, we can get between six to ten people far as uh, cosmetologists or barbers or just anything in between. Because now we're opening up. Now it used to be the barbers used to pray right after, but now we're going to create prayer teams. So prayer teams can come in right after. And they can start giving, you know, the prayer assessments to them so we can make sure that everybody gets their haircut. Because one thing about me, I don't like to leave anybody behind. I like mm-hmm. to, if we have 50 people, I want to do all 50 people. And um, even when Curse for Christ first started off and my brother went off to college, it was literally me and my mom. And literally, um, I used to cut 25 to 30 people. Hey, I don't know where God gave me the strength that, <laughs> but nobody was left behind wow. at all. And wow. I was like, God, give me the strength. God, give me the strength. And cutting <laughs> all of wow. them people by myself but it's like god it's a wow. need and and i just want to encourage anybody that 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 see the journey they see it what it is now sometimes it's a lonely place mm-hmm. sometimes when god is calling you to a, a purpose and a calling it may be lonely for a little while mm-hmm. because god gave you that purpose he gave you that calling mm-hmm. it's okay to be in that place but just know and trust in him that he will bring you through and that is what he's doing every day i take it one day at a time like wow. the scripture, today has its own problems. Don't focus on tomorrow because yeah. today it literally does mm-hmm. one day at a time. And that's literally how I maneuver one day at a time. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. I'm impressed, really. I'm impressed and I'm blessed to hear this. Amen. And um, so I want to thank you for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. This was beautiful. I love this. <laughs> yes, you saw. Guys, this is our new studio. Really, I love it. Yes, yes. It's beautiful. And uh, really, God blessed us with the studio. We are so we're so happy Amen. to have it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it's yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So, guys, thank you so much. So stay tuned. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel on YouTube and like this episode. We are everywhere, basically, on the major platform. Um, so find us, Faith Uncensored Podcast. God bless you and keep your faith uncensored.